Hey there. Hi. How are you doing, Chris? Pretty good. How are you? I am doing very well myself. Good. Okay. Okay. So I guess we're going to get started here. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining my podcast. Today, we have a special guest. Our guest is Chris Kepler. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself, Chris Kepler. Well, I'm an audiobook narrator, producer, and consultant, writer, and voice actor. I'm also an actor with an IMDb page, and I love to podcast, too. Oh, nice. Uh, what, what is your podcast name? My podcast is Does This Happen to You? Oh. And you can find it on all the major platforms. And also, I have a YouTube channel where you can find it. Um, yeah, and it's um, funny stories about life and befuddlement. Oh, great. And um, I uh, was reading a little bit about you, and I saw that you're a narrator, actor, voice actor, podcaster, and writer. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Is this like a um, like a company that you own that you do this for, or like you're like how does this work like can you tell me a little bit more about this it's uh it's my own company and well I'm a freelancer um also do you know contract work um but uh mostly I think most most voice actors and audiobook narrators fall into the you know freelance area so um so we're just out there looking for well, work that fits our voice. I have a mature voice. And so um, looking for clients who want authority, maturity, um, and trustworthiness and wisdom in the voiceover. Yeah. And uh, in audiobooks, uh, I'm sort of a nonfiction specialist, although uh, I've done... Uh, a few fiction books and my voice is great for spirituality health and fitness kids I like doing kids stuff uh, and uh, my very favorite to narrate is comedy I don't get to do very many comedy audiobooks but uh, that's what my podcast is all about I love narrating funny stuff Okay, sounds good. I, I, I just wonder, uh, how was it that you got started in into this area? Like, how did you get into the podcasting, into the audiobooks? Like, what was it that got you motivated to go into here? Or what was it that got you started to, to enter this? Well, um, I started out as uh, a singer in, in actually in junior high. Um, and I sang in chorus, the chorus all through junior college, actually. And then I got bored with um, choir, you know, standing up there in a black dress, squeezed in with a bunch of other people. Um, I just got tiresome after a while. And uh, a blind date, uh, several years later, a blind date took me to a Gilbert and Sullivan production. And I enjoyed the production and on the back of the program, it said, we're looking for chorus members. And I thought, well, that might, I'd really like to sing again and that might be fun. And so uh, I 
contacted them and in the next production I was in the chorus and I was a fairy and I got to dance around with wings and a wand and it was a whole lot more <laughs> fun wow than standing on risers in a choir so that's that's really how it got started that is amazing. So you went on a date and then one person that you met uh, took you to a place that was looking for like a singer, you know, or yeah. somebody that you, you yeah. something that you do. And then yeah. that's what got you started into the, the, the pathway. Wow, that, that's yeah. a really good story. Yeah. And I, you know, did a few productions in the chorus and then I got, it's like, okay, I'm tired of being in the back. I want to be in the front. <laughs> So to be in the front meant I had to take acting lessons. And so um, I discovered that I enjoyed that also. Um, and eventually I got to be in the front. Uh, that was, um, I think the culmination of that was singing the Mother Abbess role in The Sound of Music for 29 performances. Well, I, I'm not much of a singer myself. Some people ask me if I am, but I, I think just the, the way I pronou pronunciate some words sounds like I might be a singer, but I have no voice for singing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could hear that you, 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 you probably have a great voice for singing. I, my voice is a little bit, um, like, I think it's like, there's something, the way that I say things sounds like it could be but it's not really for like a like the longer words and like for extending the you know when you're singing it but yeah. um yeah it's i think it's a special like voice or vocal cord that can work with that um i'm just wondering is there something that people don't know about you like something that they're like oh whoa i didn't know that chris does this you know or something like that oh uh well, I used to be a horseback rider. Whoa. And I actually got my first pony when I was three because my mother was horse crazy. Um, and I rode, I rode up until I was in my early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, are you actually, like, were you like the professional rider or like a, like leisurely? Um, I did. Uh, I did do some stuff professionally. I, I gave writing lessons occasionally. Um, uh, I rode, um, I took uh, jumping and eventing lessons from uh, an Olympic level coach. Um, so yeah, I was very much into it for quite a while. That is yeah. nice. I love horses. I think the only thing that I could relate with the horses is I used to be a violin player and our violin bow was made of the horse hair from the tails, I believe, of the horses. Uh -huh. yeah. So the the that's the closest thing to the horse that I have gotten to, the violin bow, like, you know, rosining it up. But I think that's the closest. Yeah. But I I have seen a horse. I've seen pictures. And in real life, I just... I don't know if I haven't have the courage to ride a horse or the understanding, you know, or just the, it's, I think it's uh, maybe like, uh, I don't know, like I haven't done that yet. And that's like horse riding. It does sound simple, but for me, like, I think I maybe overcomplicate it, you know, it's, um, it is something that 
is hard to learn if you don't start it at an earlier age. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot of balance involved. <laughs> um, and, and learning to balance on horseback. Yeah, certainly. I, I think like uh, when you're watching film, it looks simple, but they probably had a lot of time to just ride the horse, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not simple. No, it's, um, they, they do have a mind of their own. And uh, if, if they've had any a lot of experience with people or writers that they can tell as soon as you get on them who's experienced and who's not the and horse can if tell. not they will the, you know some horses will take advantage of that wow. they're, they're not they're not dumb <laughs> <laughs> they will know okay well that's yeah. that's good to know I, I i know some countries have elephants and maybe the elephant would also know like if you're Experience. Oh, I'm sure elephants are very intelligent. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I had the, the last horse I owned um, had been around the block a lot. He was very experienced. He was actually a jumper. Um, he's a great horse, but uh, he didn't tolerate beginners. And so they tried to make him into a, that's how I got him. They tried to make him into a, a school horse, you know, they could put beginners on. And he's like, nah, not putting up with this. He would just walk to the middle of the ring and stand there. <laughs> and since he was 1,700, 17 hands, I could not see over his lip. Oh, wow. I, I can't imagine, like, like, that's what I'm saying. So the horse might, like, know or might not like you or might be like, you know, I want to go faster today. Or, you know, the horse might choose something and it's hard to like you can't verbally like say hey right like maybe the, some horses understand the verbal words but I think it's more of like patting on the side or the you know moving uh moving the reins you know it's just uh these actions will let him know which way you want to go but he can't necessarily always tell you where he wants to go you know so it's I think it's like the it's harder to make the a clear communication especially when riding a horse yeah um I also, um, let me see, I have another question here. So is there something that you would change about your career? Because I, I heard that you're a podcaster, you're an author, I believe, and you know, you've done the audiobooks and more. Is there something that you would change about it or something that you would incorporate into what you do every day? Uh, Chris? Um, are you are you there, Chris? Okay, 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 great. Yeah, sorry. Yep, no worries. Oh. Uh, so um, is there, yeah, is there something you would uh, change or incorporate into what you do daily since you're a podcaster, author, voiceover, you have multi-talents? Is there something you would change about it or something you would incorporate? Well, um, the voice acting and podcasting, the way I'm currently doing podcasting, since I don't do an interview show, mine is story 
storytelling, you know, just myself collaborating with writers. That's my podcast um, to tell the stories that they've written. So pretty much that's, I actually call my podcast a micro audiobook. And so that's, that's how it's produced. Um, I have been, right now I'm concentrating. Um, so the podcast is sort of tied into voiceover. It, it keeps me, um, it's a good way to reach possible clients because they hear my voice. Um, and, and right now I'm concentrating, this year I'm concentrating on my YouTube channel because it's currently growing. I upload my podcast and that seems to be a place that people like to listen to it. Uh, my storytelling podcast is on uh, YouTube. So concentrating on um, expanding my YouTube channel. Um, also, um, I, as far as voice acting and audiobooks, it's very similar. And I don't, I concentrating on, on the storytelling and nar narrative part of it like e-learning and, uh, you know, longer explainer videos, uh, uh, video sales letters, a longer form narration uh, rather than, I don't really um, do anything commercial um, at this point. They're really short. Sometimes I've done audition i have an agent here in town so um she said occasionally sends me co more commercial auditions but um that's commercial auditions are one of the most competitive parts of voiceover and i don't really enjoy doing them so i see i'm wondering uh, uh do you have a tiktok like uh do you go on tiktok live or do you do instagram i do instagram i don't have a tiktok um I do have a YouTube channel. And so along with my podcast that I put out there on YouTube, um, I also have some uh, live videos uh, that I've done. So uh, mostly my my comedy. So, yeah. I see. Okay. And then uh, um, I think there's uh, some interesting question here. So uh, what was it like growing up? So I know you like entered into your field, you know, in adulthood, but like, what was it like growing up? And then if there was something while growing up that kind of swayed you toward the media, you know, or, you know, podcasting, is there something that had happened like, you know, as a child that you're like, hey, I like the media a little bit? I was the singing, you know, um, I really enjoyed singing. I was actually discouraged from it. <laughs> You were discouraged and, from singing? Yeah, discouraged from it. Um, and I uh, refused to give up. I persisted. Um, and I was eventually victorious. I actually ended up singing opera, some opera. Oh, wow. Were you the, like, uh, um, is there a certain type of opera or just, uh, like, since there's, I think there's alto, soprano, and then there's a few more? I, I was actually, uh, it turned out uh, part of the problem was that they had misclassified my voice. They thought I was an alto. It turned out I was a high soprano. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. 
That's awesome. I, I, as a child, I actually, one of my dream jobs was to be an opera singer. I really, really wanted to be an opera singer. I just wanted to just sing at the very high, like very high, not the highest, maybe alto level, uh-huh. but I really, I really wanted to do that. But I, I had asked my mother and she said, there are some people who do that, but I, I think she maybe didn't know enough about the field to encourage me as well to do this. <laughs> but yeah. there was, this was something I really, really, really wanted to do. I wanted to be like a professional singer in like those opera houses. Yes, I have to say of all the performing that I have done, you know, film, straight theater, musical theater, um, and then having done... Mostly I did student-based opera performances, but it's the very hardest, the very hardest time. It's so hard because you have to not only do think about your acting, you have to think about your singing and you have to watch the conductor and you have to get yourself at, to the right place on the stage at the right time. <laughs> Yeah, at the right position. Oh, my gosh. There's so many things going on. More things than even in, you know, um, musical theater. So it's it's the very, I think it's the, it's the, for me, it's the epitome of performance, you know, is is opera. Because there's just so many things you have to be thinking about. Okay, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good response there. I I have a question. What is it that you love about what you do? So I I uh, I really want to know since uh, I have done some you know different jobs and I don't know like like I had some loving for some job or loving the job for this reason or that reason. But I want to know what what you love about what you do. Uh, the you know getting to be so. Uh, creative and um, interpret um, scripts in a different way. Um, And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, um, and I love collaborating with others to bring, you know, scripts um, to life. Uh, That's, is you just, you get to uh, try so many different things. You know, so many different ways to creatively, you know, uh, bring a script to life. Okay, great. And then um, I want to know, like, what are your future goals? Like, do you have like a, you know, a collaborating podcast in mind? Or is there something that like a networking event or a summit or some sort of launch that you have um, in the future that you're really looking forward to? Well, right now I'm attached to an animation project that's in um they've got part of their funding and a distributor and it's a series and um so i'm they're they're hoping to to finish funding this year and get into production so that's that's really exciting to be part of an animated series uh, can you elaborate a little bit more? Is it a what? What exactly is an animated series? It would be like um, this is a series about uh, a super cat. <laughs> a 
super cat <laughs> like super is cat. it a video is it audio sort of like, is it like a book or sort of like anime you know or um uh, or the simpsons oh like a cartoon on, yeah style. That, that kind of animation but yeah. it's a cartoon anime with yeah, voiceover yeah. and sounding yes oh wow that's a full production yes wow that yes. is awesome it, it would be a full series so is it going to be like uh launched like on netflix or on youtube is there somewhere that we could see this production um it's not it's it's only in there's been a trailer uh the magic of shere khan um that's up on youtube um todd showalter productions you can see the trailer up there and you can hear my voice in the trailer okay um but uh the full series hopefully will go into production this year sometime yeah okay so, so all there is is the trailer right now okay so i i am looking forward to it i know that i'm like browsing shows on netflix and hbo and all these platforms and youtube and everywhere but i i think like uh, something new and interesting would be like oh i would like to watch that you know yeah and then I have just like a, a fun question here. So if you could have dinner with three people, who would they be and why? Dinner with Bill Nye, uh, the, the actor. Uh, I, I just saw him promoting his latest movie on the Today Show this morning. He, he's a very interesting person. Um, Judy Dench, another actress, um, and Helen Mirren. Yeah. Great. And, and why as well? So like, what is it about them that you're like these three specific people? Um, they're just amazing actors that are still working well into their later years. <laughs> Oh, nice. I, I think Bill Nye, is it the scientist guy? The guy who... I uh, know, that's... Uh, this is uh, Bill Nye. It's actually N-I-G-H-Y is how it's spelled. Oh, not um, N-Y-E. No, no, he's British. Oh. So, but okay. but it's, it's, uh, it's pronounced the same, so... Okay, I thought it was Bill that. Nye, the science guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was like, what him? Yeah, I remember him. So it's the different one, the British one. Okay, and then um, so there's uh, before we close off, there's one final question, and um, the question is, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would be, what would it be, and why? Uh, you know, I'd like to be remembered for my podcast. Um, I, it's just so many wonderful stories and, uh, I want more and more people to hear it and enjoy it and yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you for being here, Chris Kepler. Um, I am cer certainly sure everybody enjoyed listening to this segment and, um, thank you everyone for listening in on my podcast for today with Chris and I hope you all have a wonderful evening.